This episode of Empire is brought to you by QuickNode. QuickNode is an end-to-end blockchain development platform that makes building Web3 apps super easy. No matter what you want to build, you can effortlessly develop any application by leveraging their elastic APIs. Go to quicknode.com, use code Empire. You'll get a free month on their feature-backed build plan. That's right. Go to quicknode.com. You'll get a free month to start playing around. You'll hear more about QuickNode later in the show. This episode is brought to you by Quenta the premier derivatives platform on Optimism that offers deep liquidity, low fees, and up to 50x leverage across 24 different assets. You'll hear more about Quenta later in the show. All right, everyone. Special episode of Empire. We have Justin Sun, founder of Tron, joining us. Justin, how you doing, man? I'm good. So, so glad to be here. And uh, I would like to introduce our business to everyone here today. Yeah, let's start with the, uh, I know you've, you've put us on a tight time schedule here. I know it's late over there as well. So let's start with the end in mind and just jump right into it. What would you say is the, the end goal for Tron or maybe differently put like the big vision for Tron? Yes, definitely. I think we have been a very reliable layer one solution for the whole industry uh, for quite a long time. So first we invented the Tron protocol in about uh, 2017. Uh, later, we turned this protocol into one of the largest stablecoin uh, network in the world. But of course, I mean, um, the stablecoin is only one of the focus of Tron Network. We also focus on DeFi, NFT, GameFi, uh, exchange solution, so lots of other business. But I think right now, we are doing the best in, um, in stablecoin. But recently, we also introduced uh, BitTorrent Network, which is a layer two solution for uh, blockchain and uh, also a cross-chain solution. Uh, we connected Ethereum, BSC, and the Tron together. So that's why recently you have seen uh, we have collaborated with Amdex, Kyber, uh, and uh, uh, Fidia. So lots of DeFi application. Uh, in terms of integrating to BitTorrent network. So basically, uh, always building the best infrastructure in the industry. Nice. All right. So you have Tron, the smart contract platform, and then there's Tron, like the builder of, I guess I'd call them applications. Like you mentioned, exchange solutions and stables. Exactly. Do you see, um, when you think about like the competitive landscape for you guys, do you see something like Ethereum being a bigger competitor or, you know, another maybe centralized company like a Binance being a bigger competitor? Yes. Um, so for us, I think right now we are basically doing uh, lots of business, right? And we want to integrate them together to have synergy. So that's why uh, uh, I think this is uh, depend on uh, what's the angle uh, you see the picture, right? So for us, for one side, of course, I think Tron compete with Ethereum in terms of uh, layer one solution, right? But on the other side, for, um, for, for example, BitTorrent uh, uh, protocol is connecting Ethereum, Tron, and the BNB chain. So basically, actually, it helps Tron protocol to integrate with Ethereum because we offer some kind of the services. Ethereum users can very easy to move their assets to Tron blockchain, to BSC blockchain. So in this angle, uh, Ethereum become like a partner of us, right? So, and, and also, of course, I think for our exchange solution, we listing uh, BSC 
Ethereum and the Tron token, uh, uh, ecosystem token all the time. So, so that's why uh, I believe blockchain space is very big. So basically, we have lots of room to grow our business. I always see uh, other companies in the space as a partners rather than competitor, because I think collaborate together, uh, we will have more uh, synergy uh, than um, uh, ourselves, right, doing the business. Yeah, you guys, um, you guys have made some really interesting acquisitions over the years. Um, yes. You guys... Uh, Acquired, I think it was Huobi in October of yeah, 2022. Yeah. Um, like, yes. how do you think about competing with Binance long term? They're kind of the the 800 pound gorilla in the exchange space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So first of all, I think exchange has been a long standing business over years, right? So back to like 2012, like uh, uh, MT Gox, like age, right? Mm -hmm. So we have seen lots of the companies uh, 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 going up and downs, uh, but Always exchange is the core uh, business and everyone uh, talks about like exchange. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, um, Poloniex used to be like the dominant exchange before uh, 2017. And also like Huobi, like other exchange also wants to be like one of the largest exchange. But I think today Binance have over uh, around 50, 60% uh, of the whole market share. But I believe in the long term, um, exchange will be uh, diversified. Uh, one of the uh, biggest reasons is because the assets in the industry changing all the time, right? So uh, exchange, um, crypto exchange today is not like Nasdaq, right? Uh, in United States, which I mean, the major companies all listed in the same exchange, right? Like Apple, like Tesla, they're gonna be always be the most uh, tradable stocks in the market, but for crypto, it's different, right? So recently, even uh, um, PEEP, right, become PPE, like become the most like mm -hmm. tradable assets uh, across all different platform. You know, even uh, uh, they have like uh, several times bigger even than lots of the major DeFi token we have known. So that's why not even talk about like Shiba, like in 2021. Right, so basically, I believe the the theme of uh, assets, digital assets, gonna be changing all the time. So, so, so that's why I believe uh, exchange uh, will always have their different advantages uh, because of the assets they depend on. So, so that's why I I also believe like Binance. I also see Binance always as one of our most important partners. Uh, because we collaborate with them in uh, um, lots of perspective, right? So, and I believe eventually um, the industry will become lots of the exchange listing different layer of the assets. Uh, mm. Binance probably good at listing uh, uh, mainstream assets, right? Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, and uh, Huobi, Poloniex, and other exchange will be uh, very good at listed innovative assets, right? So I think this kind of the different layer of the capital markets is also very important if you want to see the business. So, so that's why um, we, I always believe uh, uh, everyone has a room to grow their business. Yeah, Let, let's talk about the other side of the business, which you said, um, yes. so you do all these things like NFTs and DeFi and uh, yes. the exchange solution side of the business. But the, you, yes. you, you mentioned that the most kind of dominant part of the business is um, 
is the stablecoin network. So right yes. now, and I, and I would agree with that, that, right? The biggest use yes. case right now for Tron is that you're the layer one of choice for Tether. I think it's yes. a $45 billion market yes. of Tether on Tron, something like that. Yes. And you guys, I think maybe folks in the US might not be aware that Tether on yes. Tron actually exceeds Tether on, on Ethereum. Um, exactly. <laughs> are, are you worried at all that like with Tether losing market share to something like USDC, that Tron is losing its main application? Yes. Uh, so first of all, of course, we collaborate with all different kind of the stablecoin, you know, uh, in the industry. Uh, actually, you know, today, uh, Tron is also the third largest stablecoin network for uh, USDC. Uh, and also, we are the number one uh, stablecoin network for TUSD. So, so basically, we collaborate with everyone, um, USDT, TUSD, uh, USDC. And also, we have decentralized stablecoin solution like USDD, uh, USDJ. Um, basically, we offer everything we can to customers, mm -hmm. right? So they have all different choices of stablecoin. But which one they're gonna prefer? Um, we we can't uh, uh, we, we can't decide that. So I can, I I think right right now Tether obviously is the priority. Like everyone loves Tether, uh, especially in Asia. So we have a very uh, big use case in Asia. So lots of folks in United States they may not come to Asia. But if you come to Asia, like any country, for example, like Thailand, Vietnam, you know, Malaysia, like Singapore. You can see Tether everywhere. So basically, lots of shops, you know, uh, uh, lots of people actually take Tether as one of their most important uh, uh, local um, payment solution. So even we see lots of the uh, tra traffic from Nigeria, uh, Africa, uh, uh, Europe, you know, uh, especially um, uh, Asia countries like Turkey, you know, South America, like Brazil, Argentina. Uh, we we saw lots of use cases. Uh, so yeah. so that's why uh, I, I, that's something I also proud of. So basically, we have expand uh, crypto payment solution, um, not limited only in our industry, right? For depositing to exchange to do trading, but uh, actually it start started to have real use case in people's daily life, uh, and, and especially for uh, third world country, right? So uh, I think stablecoin solution really help them to bring down the cost of their lives and uh, the cost of their business, um, basically make make their life better. So so that's like something I'm proud of. Um, but also, uh, I think rather than uh, focus on Tether only stablecoin network, right? So we right now we are also help grow a USDC, TUSD, uh, USDD, USDJ business. Because we want them to be the um, to be a diversified uh, stablecoin network to offer uh, different options for our customer to to grow their business. Yeah. Um, all right. So you mentioned stablecoins a couple of times, and then you also mentioned Binance a couple of times. Well, I got to ask yes. what what happened with the the recent like fifty six million dollar <laughs> TUSD Binance yes. Uh, yes. Binance transfer. What happened? And for those who don't who aren't aware, it's, it it seemed like you kind of transferred fifty six million of TUSD. To yes. Binance to maybe farm the the yes. Sui the Sui airdrop. Yeah. What what happened there? Yes. <laughs> yes. So basically, uh, Toronto Ventures we are one of the partners, uh, market maker partners for TUSD. So uh, we basically uh, make markets for uh, TUSD on different exchanges. 
but of course, I think Binance is our main uh, uh, focus. Um, so uh, I think two days ago, um, we have seen the surge of TUSD price uh, in Binance Exchange. So that's why Chandra uh, uh, Ventures mint lots of TUSD and we deposit into, um, to, into Binance. Um, the purpose of those funds is only for market making for TUSD trading pairs. So um, actually, you know, uh, we have no intention to participate in any like SUI or any other uh, uh, lending uh, or borrowing like business on Binance. But actually, I think at that time, uh, so the because we have different people manage different trading accounts. So for our teammates, um, they probably uh, um, don't know the purpose of use those funds. So they um, uh, um, basically move some funds to the uh, SUI like launch pool uh, activities. So I, I think once we uh, find out um, um, this mistake, so we uh, immediately contact Binance and uh, uh, refund it like all the SUI token we have uh, and uh, uh, give back to the pool and uh, still, uh, I think right now you can see most of the liquidity on uh, TUSD on Binance. So um, Toronto tr tr is be a very big part of it. All right, quick break from the show. There is this kind of overused cliche saying in crypto, but it's true. Bear markets are building and everyone tells you that and everyone knows it. What people don't know is that if you're building apps in crypto and building apps in Web3 without using QuickNode, you are building on hard mode. So QuickNode is, is this amazing blockchain development platform. It reduces costs, streamlines the time to market for your app, and it offers consistent performance at scale. For folks that have built apps, you will know that there are a couple key points here. One, QuickNode offers unlimited endpoints across 18 different chains and 35 different networks. They have response times that are two and a half times faster than any of their competitors, 99.99% uptime and a dedicated 24-7 customer support team. If you've been listening to Empire for a while, you might know that I am no Gigabrain developer, but I do know a lot of devs and a lot of great product teams at other places. So when I see Coinbase and Twitter and Adobe and OpenSea and Dune Analytics, all leveraging and trusting QuickNode to power their business, that's when we get excited and that's when we want to partner with them. They're the best solution for any leading crypto and Web3 company that is seeking an end-to-end -end blockchain development platform right out of the box. So my message to you, get off hard mode, let QuickNode handle the blockchain infrastructure, let QuickNode handle the security, let QuickNode handle the performance while you focus on building beautiful products for your users. Visit quicknode.com, super easy. You can use code EMPIRE. You'll get a free month on their build plan. So don't forget to use code EMPIRE. Santi and I got to get credit for this one so they know that we sent you and you will get a first month free. Hope you guys enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by Quenta. Trade smarter with Quenta. Quenta is the premier derivatives trading platform on Optimism that features deep liquidity, low fees, and up to 50x leverage across 24 different assets all powered by synthetics. If you want to trade crypto, Forex, or commodities on-chain, Quenta is the platform for you. It's built for both the casual degen and advanced traders. It offers stop losses, limit orders, cross-margining, and a whole bunch of other advanced order types. And unlike most of today's Web3 products, 
Quenta has a super easy to use interface, including a position dashboard, charts, and a leaderboard for a seamless experience. Go to quenta.io, that's quenta.io right now. Tell them we sent you, tell them Santi sent you, tell them Yeno sent you, tell them Empire sent you, quenta.io. Hope you guys enjoy. I gotta ask, man. I mean, so it seems like, uh, so it seems like this was your market making team, but there's been other like kind of fun yield farming things that I've seen you doing. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> yes, yeah. When, when was it? Uh, October. I think it was October when you put like thirty or forty million into the Ave lending pool. Pulled that yes. out in February. Like, are you? Yes. This is like this is moving crypto on chain in big size. Are yes. you doing this yourself? <laughs> yes. Do you have a team doing this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we we definitely have a mining team uh, doing this. Yeah. So this is very important. So. Never do uh, DeFi mining by yourself, you know, because uh, DeFi mining actually is very technical because you need to understand the smart contract, the time lock. You know, there's lots of the detail about the uh, DeFi mining here. So actually, you know, you need to have a, a, a very tech savvy team to go through like all the loopholes or some, sometimes we even see rug pulls on DeFi exchange or get hacked right, on um, DeFi protocol. So that's why I think we always need to stay alert, you know, in terms of like DeFi mining. But for myself, of course, I think we are one of the uh, biggest um, DeFi mining partners in the space. So today, I think we have uh, around $600 million to $700 million in Lido. Uh, and we also have around, even today, I think a few hundred million dollars in RV compound all the different DeFi application. Uh, and also, uh, we are trying out uh, different uh, mining solutions all the time. So actually, we have a team. Uh, they will go through like all the mining opportunities in the space, uh, and we will give them like a, a, a renting, right? So uh, basically, like S, A, B, C, D. So I, I think right now, because the, um, the money also is very limited, uh, so we're only mining uh, S, um, um, rating uh, um, protocol. So, uh, but we we are offered um, to collaborate with all different kind of the DeFi developers. Um, so even they are in A level, B level, we are also partner with them, even building their DeFi application on Tron and the BitTorrent. So, so that's why I think I see mining not only as an opportunity to probably uh, get some yield, but also I think it's a very good channel to uh, collaborate with the DeFi uh, developers in the space. Nice, 600, 700 million on, uh, on Lido. Is that <laughs> your personal money or is that Tron's money or like a little bit of both? Yes, so I think right now it's only my money uh, doing uh, Lido, uh, Lido mining. Um, but of course, I think in the future, uh, and also uh, it's not even counted. Uh, we also, I think around have around 400 million, 500 million of uh, um, of uh, uh, BETH, so it's uh, like uh, it's just like Coinbase yeah. um, ETH staking uh, product, right? So Huobi, we have the same product. I think today we are the third largest actually um, yeah. uh, um, staking uh, is staking institution. Uh, so I think number one is Binance, number two is Coinbase, so number three is Huobi. So, um, so basically, I think we are also one of the most important uh, staking uh, uh, providers and uh, participants in Ethereum network. How much of this is to get yield? So I think the yield on Lido is something like 4.8% right now, maybe a little bit yes. less. 
How much is this yes. for, for yield versus like almost basically, I mean like bri- bribing liquidity basically. So, so you guys yes. launched your own stable coin, USDD. And last yes. time I looked, you guys were bribing for liquidity on Convex. How much of this yes. is for like liquidity bribing versus yield? Yes, I think for yield, as you said, right? So yeah. it's around like 5%, uh, I believe, uh, goes up and down. Uh, and for the bribing liquidities on, on different protocols, right? So we, we do it on different protocols. Um, from time to time, I think we want to keep the yield uh, is around 8 to, um, to 10% of the yield. So even sometimes if we have activities, we even give like 12, like 15% uh, yield, like short term. Um, but of course, I think that's like when, when you launch some like DeFi product, right? So you need to have a high yield to encourage uh, the users to uh, use the protocol and use the stablecoin. Uh, so for today, if you you are doing this kind of a leverage on USDD, uh, mining on like just land, like uh, curve, like other protocol, uh, you probably get like around eight to ten percent of the yield, right? Mm. So um, this this is all the yield is subsidized by by us, so it's transparent. Uh, so we subsidize ourselves. Um, so 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 that's why I, I think it's consistent. Uh, and also we we calculate very uh, we are carefully about like how much yield we subsidize every day, right? So we for example we have around like. 100k to 200k, um, this kind of the range of the uh, subsidized we will do every day. So, so that's why I think this is consistent because I know lots of people might worry about right high yield products like Luna, you know, uh, so they can't get their money back. But uh, for 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 USDD and the TUSD and all different kind of the yield product we are offering today, so you can see the transparency on our web page. So I think right now today USDD is 170% um, percent, uh, uh, collateralized rate uh, with Bitcoin and TRX. And we also have like PSM. So you can convert your um, USDD with other stablecoin instantly. Uh, and I think today right now uh, we have around uh, 15 to $20 million pool. So you can convert your money mm-hmm. anytime. So, um, so it's all transparent and very convenient. So, so that's why uh, you can check it. And, uh, and also for the yield farming side, we, we calculate very carefully to make sure we, we actually, you know, earn money, right? So we farming in other space and also we subsidize uh, other of our DeFi products. So we will make sure it's always uh, cash positive. Nice. How many employees? Work at Tron. You guys have a lot of operations going on. <laughs> yes, I think currently we are we have around two two thousand people. So wow. uh, globally, so um, I I think we are not the largest, right? I think Binance probably even have ten k. Um, Coinbase last time I checked is like uh, three uh, three thousand four thousand. I think OKX is has like uh, four thousand something, right? So I think we will be. Basically, the uh, mid range, I, I think, is not yeah. the largest, right? So, uh, and also, uh, I believe we are still a very quite a large team compared to, you know, uh, I know, you know, uh, um, there's a, some like very small team doing a very big job, like Lido, you know, uh, and, yeah. and the other DeFi protocol. Lots of them, like even OpenSea, those team probably only less than fifty people. Um, 
but I mean that's the uh, that's the charisma of crypto, right? So very small team doing very big business. Yeah. Could you ever see yourself if this market gets bad enough? Are there any like companies that you're eyeing for an acquisition, like someone like an OpenSea? Or is there anyone that you kind of have your eyes on next for an acquisition? Yes, uh, I think first of all, we are always interested in acquiring a business in our industry. Uh, one of the reasons is because I believe uh, bring companies together can really find a synergy uh, together. So, but also that's also like a very princ- uh, good principle. So if uh, we if we acquire anyone in the space, we first we will believe if we can contribute more to their business, right? So we don't want to acquire like some business. Eventually, we we're gonna do worse than uh, they are doing, right? So we always want to see like how we can contribute into the business into the first place, and then uh, we will start to see like, how we can bring the synergy together. Uh, as if today, I, I believe um, recently uh, um, uh, uh, DCG definitely has lots of good assets. Um, and, and also, right, so you need to evaluate uh, whether the sellers wants to sell, right? Uh, I think DCG definitely has some motivation because they need to settle with Gemini. You know, they have lots of uh, uh, Genesis, you know, they have lots of creditors. So that's why I believe they have... Uh, willingness to negotiate. Um, yeah. uh, so far, I think that um, DCG will be like one of the uh, biggest uh, um, companies in the space. I think probably have lots of interesting assets and are willing to sell. 12 months from now, are you the owner <laughs> yeah. of one DCG asset or two DCG assets? Coindesk and Grayscale or ju- just Grayscale? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, we will see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. All right. Man. Um, I think that I, I know we got to wrap this up. I know we're coming up on time. The last thing I wanted to ask yeah. you is uh, the the SEC and on March 22nd said that TRX is a security. What, yes. do, what do you think about this? Yeah. So first of all, I believe um, the overall SEC strategy on uh, on crypto uh, uh, has started to get some like uh, 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 back, right? So we have seen recently like Coinbase start to suing uh, SEC for their uh, regulation clarity, uh, and also of course um, SEC is threatening to suing to sue Coinbase, and also they have bring uh, uh, charges against uh, uh, Bitrix uh, and the Paxos. Uh, and that they set, uh, already like settled with Kraken in terms of staking. So that's why, uh, uh, that's also my point of view. Uh, I believe SEC needs to have more uh, regulation clarities uh, rather than like go after the players in the space one by one, even without like telling them like why I'm going after you and what's the standards we need to comply here, right? So. Uh, so that's why I agree with Coinbase uh, on complaints recently against like SEC. So they need to um, bring the regulation clarity first, right? Probably involve like everybody in discussion uh, because lots of the players in the space, serious players in the space, they actually understand like what the reg- regulators need and what customer need. So eventually I think we will find in the middle, right? So and also we we need to have a clear guidelines and clear rules for what we can do and what uh, 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 eventually uh, uh, we can do in the future. Um, but uh, I mean the optimistic side is 
eventually SEC is not the one who decided all the rules, right? It's the court uh, to decide all the rules. So that's why uh, I believe the uh, Ripple case and the Coinbase case, you know, with SEC uh, will really uh, define on the uh, boundaries of how uh, we can do crypto. Uh, eventually, I think in United States. But eventually, I believe if uh, U.S. continue to tighten up the um, the regulation in United States, uh, in long term, it will be bad for United States, not bad for crypto, because crypto entrepreneurs uh, they can move their uh, um, uh, innovation and their business offshore or to other places like Hong Kong, like Singapore, like Dubai, like Paris, London. This has already become like very popular. Uh, we have seen lots of uh, crypto attraction recently in Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong government become like super positive about crypto and wants to get everyone in the space. So that's why eventually I believe this is just like internet, right? So any any countries, you know, falling behind of the internet era will eventually have pushback for themselves rather than the industry. Even in the short term, probably we've seen some like Bitcoin price, Ethereum price, like Trump price crash for a few percentage. But eventually, I think uh, if U.S. Uh, uh, continue to uh, have this kind of very vague and uh, um, uh, not clear uh, regulation, uh, it's eventually going to hurt U.S. business. Justin, always a pleasure. Appreciate the time, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hope to see you next time.